What's good, people? Welcome to the Rod Hanna Show, my very own personal playground for hot takes, thoughts, sports thoughts, life thoughts, anything you want. Welcome to my podcast. What's going on, people? Welcome back to the Rod Hanna Show podcast. Been MIA for a little bit here. I'm averaging, what, one podcast a month at this point? I need to get my my count up i need to start producing these things and getting them out of here the uh <laughs> the idea of doing a podcast is much easier and much simpler than the actual process of doing one and being the person that kind of produces i guess i'm producing it i am the talent sort of speak not really talented but the talker the editor and sound guy and everything and that has been a process to learn it is it is a lot more work than it seems to just sit there and just talk but be on air put my voice out there i've I've been a podcast listener for years now and uh everybody has one so i forget sometimes that i have my own i I have these thoughts to get out in my head and i'm just like well you know eh, it's not like you don't have a podcast kid get out there and spit so you know random thoughts and things that i could be getting out of my head more often every not every topic has to be so deep or so earth shattering or so interesting you know it's my own podcast you can jive with it or not i'm more gonna start taking that attitude i guess by the last podcast the bears podcast i love that one so much passion and anger from a bears fan but you know so go back and check that one out because I, I my personal favorite is the villains. That one's probably the second one. The Bears fan anger and issues. It's like a second now. You can uh, catch me anywhere you listen to podcasts. Pretty much at this point, uh, Google Podcast, uh, TuneIn. I'm on Spotify, uh, Alexa or Amazon Podcast, uh, Twitcher, and whatever other apps. Alexa, you can say Alexa, play the Rod Hanna show, and it will. Believe it or not. And we can get episodes that way. Um, accessibility. The email for the show is the Rod Show at gmail.com for comments, concerns, complaints. Just yell at me, curse me out, disagree with me, suggestions for the show, topics or questions that you want answered by the show. Feel free to get that out there. I don't know. I guess life in general here. I uh, got my first vaccine shot about uh, two weeks ago. Feeling fine. Only side effects from the COVID vaccine, COVID nineteen vaccine, which was Pfizer, uh, got it done at the United Center site. Uh, very efficient, in and out. Kept walking through. Um, I don't know if those are Army reservists that are doing the job there, but they're doing an excellent job. Having people in a nice orderly fashion, spaced out. Lots of stations. Lots of uh, quick QR code. They give you the application. You can sign up for it online. Um, only side effects were fatigue. I felt a little sluggish for like two days and I felt like I got punched in the arm like repeatedly in the same spot um, for about two days. So arm soreness, uh, struggle like moving it, like just a really sore tight muscle basically or working out or getting punched in the arm was the only side effects from that. But I have my second one coming up on the 19th. I'm excited about that. Excited to be vaccinated and have to not worry so much about the side effects of COVID-19. You can do what you want. You know, obviously it's a choice at this point. But if it was up to me, I would say that as many people as possible need to get vaccinated. And so we can get past this thing. We can get back to a normally, uh, uh, we can open up 
I don't want to say get back to normal because that normal didn't really work for everybody. And like I said in the previous podcast, it was a chance to change things and hopefully things change. But if we want to get to a point where things are open again, where people are going to concerts and sporting events and and movie theaters and things like that, if you want to get the restaurant game going back on, get vaccinated, please. That's that's my only call. You know, do obviously do your own research. Um, actual do actual research. Don't just go off of video on YouTube, please. Do actual research. Talk to actual doctors, actual scientists, and not just what fits your particular point of view, but get like actual research, and then go through with it. You know, as, as more becomes available, we can get through this thing. We can go back to being open and out in public. And then my, my kids miss the zoo. I really want to go back to the zoo. So let's get these things in. We can be past this whole thing. I think we're probably going to be something we have to live with, like the flu, but it'll be a lot better. So that's my own PSA about that vaccines and COVID-19. Let's see. What have I been up to personally? Not much. Just work, dude. The work has been killing me. As I am exhausted from work. I have not had time to sit back. I'm a full-time worker with, with, with a stressful job and a lot of travel, a lot of windshield time with my job, driving thousands of miles every two weeks. And between that, being a husband, being a dad, being a family member, you just don't have time for anything. It always feels like like we need more hours in the day, like we're constantly going. You know, and you wonder if you're being an attendant of enough parent. Are you giving your kids enough time? Are you giving them enough activities? My kids recently just started. My daughter started dance again. She loves dance. She's, she's a wonderful dancer. But we got her in a dance studio now because we're trying to branch out. We're trying to be more... You know, we're trying to trying to take our step our feet into the pool. You know, we're trying to get back out there. And so my daughter's doing dance and she loves it, but she's used to not moving around anymore. So she's tired, a tired little 10 year old, sweaty and everything all. And my son started jujitsu at a local uh, dojo. I don't know if you call them dojos in jujitsu, but he's uh, started there and he loves that, man. It's so much fun. I finally got to take him because I, I never get to take him during the week. I'm always running like crazy but i actually got to you know take them and then participate and you're, you're they parents take an active role because of you know social distancing and everybody has their ex on the mat and it's, it's well spaced out and everything like that so you really get to be hands-on with your child and I, I love you know actually sitting there being able to coach him on different things and what the the sensei or instructors or coach are calling them like i said not quite all caught up on the verbiage of jujitsu it's a fun experience, you know, just like some some type of normal for our, our children to let them just go and focus on themselves and be out the house and do something. It's so important for their little souls and you know everything that they've been through for this past year and everything that they've given up. So I'm really happy that, that we've been able to do that recently. At least, just like I said, work and work and more work. Uh, saw the good new Godzilla movie. I am a huge Godzilla fan, huge into the monsters. My Uncle Erskine, when I was a kid, got me into the old black and white, cheesy, um, dubbed in English Godzilla movies. So I am a lifelong fan of that, and I love the movie. Uh, The only thing, my only critique of the movie would be that they didn't really give Godzilla a personality. And I know it's weird for a monster, but Godzilla has personality. He's that's what makes him the monster that he is. So it was more of a movie focused on King Kong and his relationship with the, the young girl from that point of view. And Godzilla was kind of like a 
a throw-in almost to the movie. You know, like you really didn't root for him if you hadn't been a huge Godzilla fan. You wouldn't like, well, what's the big deal with this this giant dinosaur-looking thing? You know, it's always angry and just wants to destroy everything, which is not what he's been portrayed in even this run of movies. So I think that was kind of a failure on the studio. But other than that, uh, lots of good action. Uh, Mecha Godzilla makes a, an appearance. And Kong and, and Godzilla do battle a little bit. But, you know, they're two good guys. So you can't have... It's like pro wrestling. You have two faces. You don't want to make either face look bad. So you know, they, they can't beat each other and cleanly. So you had to have the villain, which was Mega Godzilla turned out to be the villain. But worth 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 a watch. Worth a watch. Especially if you love... Like I said, if you love monster movies and you're that type of person. Definitely worth the watch. And even the angry, I'm the alpha, want to destroy everything, Godzilla is still pretty relatable, regardless. <laughs> kind of like maybe Hulk movie, Hulkish, Hulk mad, Hulk destroy. That's kind of where they went with him. And even in that vagueness, I still manage to root for him more than Kong. Uh, he's Godzilla, for Christ's sake. He's the king of the monsters. Come on now. There is no discussion or debate right there with that one. It's Godzilla, and then there's everybody else. Yeah, so watch that. Got that. I enjoyed Easter. Uh, Easter weekend was actually pretty nice. We had the perfect weather for it. Perfect Chicago weather for Easter. Uh, actually did more of a traditional, um, seems like ancient times now, uh, where we started at a friend's house and, and the kids got to play with other kids their age, had an Easter egg hunt, socially distanced outside and everything, a barbecue, really nice. Uh, bounced to house, went to my mom's house and saw my nieces and my nephew, my mom, my sister, her family and then got finished with my my in-laws my my girl's mom and the cousins on that side of the family it's just just a really nice family day which which exhausted us because believe me we are not used to running around anymore then the new life doesn't really preclude that you know being out here and being all over the place it was it was just a good time and the kids definitely needed it and we needed it we needed to see that uh, have a nice conversation amongst adults and just be out it was definitely different for us because we've we've been you know really stringent on the social distancing aspect of the COVID nineteen you know protocols. My wife, being a healthcare worker, has been very serious about it. You know, she deals with it enough at work, and you know, so she takes extra precautions, and we've taken extra precautions to you not know, to expose people or be exposed to too many people, but. So it was really nice, like I said, and the conversation randomly just comes up. You know, these kids wouldn't, you know, these kids wouldn't survive in the, in the wild. And I just think about it, you know, the the life that my generation's kids seem to have is a direct reflection of our childhood. You know, my, my childhood where, you know, being a boy, obviously in our childhood, I had a lot more freedom growing up than my sister did or you know my sisters or the girl cousins or anything like that you know boys we just we had a lot more freedom we had a lot less supervision back in the back in my day i guess that sound old lord back in my day um some 30 years ago now right ancient so talk about feeling old lord um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we, we this uh, growing up as a kid I had freedom. You know, I remember six or seven years old, and my friends coming to wake me up at my house in the morning, and just being gone from my house from from morning time till the night time, coming back streetlights, 
had to be home. But in between then, maybe make a pit stop here and there, you know, just to grab something, some juice or some water or something like that. Or just, but we were out, man. We were out kicking it on the block. <laughs> you know, we, we, we got in our fair share of trouble, but we really didn't. You know, we, we grew up in what seems like Chicago South Side Utopia, man. Like everybody knew everybody. Everybody, you knew every homeowner on the block. I grew up when I, on a block full of nothing but homes. Knew who lived where, what kids were what, and, and who was everywhere. We, we pretty much knew every, everything about the neighborhood. And we were just a group of boys. Of course, I was the youngest. But mostly, man, we just wanted to play sports. We the alley ball in the alley. Put a milk crate, cut the bottom out, go hoop in the hoop in an alley. Post it up on a, on a telephone pole, you know. Nail it up there. Get a piece of cardboard or some plywood or something like that. That's your backboard, man. A mini ball. Don't don't mess around and get an alley where if there's two poles too close to each other. You get a whole court thing going and play baseball in the street. You know, football definitely yes. You know, touching the street tackling the grass you know that's kind of the way we grew up we grew up playing on a long stretch of like you know empty side street and those were our stadiums that's where we grew up you know loving loving the game loving sports that's all we did we we're outside constantly moving in the sun like sun kissed baked man dirty i don't know how our parents put up with it like bathing us washing our clothes our clothes were just my clothes were destroyed all the time and that was just the life that we grew up in. It trusted the neighborhood, trusted the kids not to get into too much trouble. And we never really got into too much trouble, like I said. But we definitely had a lot more freedom. And that life just seems like you don't let somebody get a game system. And then all of a sudden, we're, we're trying to sneak into other people's houses, you know, to play the game. You know, but for the most part, we're outside. We're having big, huge water water fights with the whole neighborhood involved. When we all got our bikes, man, it was like freedom. We were gone. But that was life. And uh, like kind of it's sad, you know, because kids don't really get to grow up like that anymore. Our our generation's kids are a lot more sheltered uh, for obvious reasons. You know, not everybody had that, that great childhood. You know, not everybody had that freedom and supervision. Wasn't always a great thing for, for kids. You know, like a lot of bad things happened and a lot of kids got robbed their childhood. Because, you know, they weren't watched or had the, you know, supervision or the guidance. And I think that's probably why we are the parents that we are now. We were just trying to make sure that nothing bad happens to our children. Or that our children can just be kids for as long as possible. And, of course, there's other things, you know, like electronics. Like, there's there's more tablets. There's more TV time. There was no Netflix or anything like that. You were lucky if you had cable TV when I was a kid. There was no internet. Like, the internet was a, was a myth at that point and you were fancy if you had cable much i grew up with the tvs with the knobs where you know there was two through 13 on the on the top knob and and 13 through 66 on the on the bottom or 70 whatever it was and there were only a certain amount of tv channels you know you had the two you had telemundo and univision in spanish and then you had what fox 32 channel 50 the u it later became uh the regular two Two, five, seven, and nine, and you had channel eleven where you could watch your cartoons, and that was, that was about it. That was that was the our the radio, a boombox, you know, a stereo was our, our music. There was no 
no Spotify or, or iTunes or anything like that. There was no digital music. You know, when I thought we were doing something, we used to record our, our cassettes off, you know, the radio and try not to get the DJ's words in it, you know, DJ, whatever, whatever. On B96 or wherever used to uh, WGCI back in the day. And so we, we our generation kind of grew up completely different. And that world doesn't even exist anymore, man. It's crazy. But time moves and you got to move with it. And I think for the most part, our generation's adjusted well. We Our kids have to navigate a completely different world. You know, the digital age and everything's connected. And you don't just go to school and leave and then that's it. You know, we were we thought we were fancy when we got instant messenger and you can contact your classmates outside of class, you know, without the without having to call their house phone and answer to their parents or whatnot. You know, you were real fancy then. You get on the internet, you get your little call dial up, AOL. You know, looking back on that, it's just it's it's so crazy. Thirty years how much things have changed now. You know, my kids think you know, my kids pause the TV every time they leave the room. And I thought about having to run to the bathroom doing commercials, but still wanting not to miss the commercials because the commercials had all the cool toys and everything that you wanted to see. What you would ask for for Christmas or whatnot. You know, but now they get ads and they think like it's the most intrusive thing in the world. And they pause their shows and they go to the bathroom where they want to get a snack. It's just, it's, it's crazy, you know, but that's the world they have and it's convenient and, and it has its pitfalls of course attention span things like that but technology is not going to stop it's not going to slow down for any of us so I think we've done a pretty good job of adjusting to it and, and monitoring it and watching our kids and trying to raise them in this world where information is so readily available and disinformation gets distributed at lightning speeds so ultimately, no, I don't think our kids would survive in a forest, but our kids would survive in the world that's coming. The future world that will feel so out of place and so out of touch with, they'll be the ones that can navigate that world. And I'm excited to see whatever the future holds for them, you know? I just want to be that old person that looks back and says, oh, I remember when we had VCRs and things like that, you know, just see whatever modern technology they, these kids can come up with or figure out. Well, my, my little nephew has a YouTube channel and my, my little niece has a YouTube channel. They just content creation and it's just booming and they use their Instagrams or their Facebooks or whatever to promote and put out there and just be a part of the world. All you need is a microphone and a laptop and you can just produce and, and just create. And I'm trying to be a part of that. That's kind of the whole point of the Rod Hanna show is just to kind of reach out and put something out in the world and maybe make a connection out there with some random person in, in Idaho. Um, but, you know, it's just the way the world is now. It's, it's a lot bigger and yet a lot smaller than it ever was before. I don't know where I was going with this ramble about the kids, but... I just think that it's just it's it's trying to be the best parent you can, trying to balance exposing them to the world, preparing them for the world and trying to protect their innocence and their childhood is really the hardest thing that I think us parents do, um, especially now when we are so busy. We have to work, you know, to pay the bills and keep the lights on and we have to have our own type of life to have some type of, you know, mental m m some type of balance 
or harmony within our own selves because if we're all jacked up then our kids are just going to get a jacked up parent and I think we, we recognize that even more I think we're more aware of what's going on inside of us and how it affects our children and I think we our generation's more aware that that what we do affects our children and our children are forming I think we have I think our generation has more of a connection between childhood and adulthood I mean, I don't know maybe the older generation can comment on it in 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 an email or something but from my point of view I think our generation connects our childhood with what's going on in our adulthood more than any other generation or like the introspective the actual thinking of our or processing what you went through in your childhood to what you are now as an adult to your foundation of your whole life is etched in stone through your first 14 years on the planet and the experiences and, and the relationships you formed during that time will shape who you are in the future. And I think that's, that's why our parenting styles are the way they are. And no matter what your beliefs or, or religions or, or, or ethnic group or where you stand in life, it just seems to be a consistent balance of at least in my social group, everybody tends to raise their, their kids kind of the same way. And everything is, is, is awareness and checking in and, and realizing that kids have feelings and that they're just trying to figure it out. And they're little tiny humans who don't have all the wherewithal or anything to go, you know, to process everything. So, um, I don't know. This is just my thoughts on parenting, I guess, parenthood. And it's, it's been a rewarding journey. I started at 26. So I, I feel like I was, I have no idea how my parents did it. Uh, my, my mom had me when she was 16 and my dad was 18 and they were babies, man. And I had, I look back at myself at, at 16 or 18 and there's no way in the world that I would have been prepared for this job. So, I mean, shouts out to everybody, like any parents who had their t- their kids in their young age and they got through it, you know, through family members or whoever helped them out and just doing what you got to do. Like, like it's, it's, it's not the easiest job in the world. It's, it's the most rewarding. It's the most challenging. It's the most important job in the world, but it is definitely the hardest and it takes patience. It takes dealing with yourself on a level that you may not be comfortable with all the time because they are little mini versions of you and they pick up the best parts of you and the worst parts of you. And like, it's just, it's, I just can't imagine what that would, what if that have been like at that age, you know, I was so wrapped up in my, my sports or, you know, who, who my girlfriend was at the time or whatever, you know, that's like all that my life was about or whatever I was watching on TV or whatever video games, you know, just being a kid. So I feel like I got lucky that way, but yeah, I don't know. So maybe I uh, thank you for being a part of this long rambling therapy session that I'm using this podcast as, <laughs> but, um, it's good to just get it out there and just talk and just, just, you know, give my thoughts out to the world. And, and if you find them interesting, thank you. And if you don't, Hey, thanks for the, the listen and the click and the comment would be much appreciated uh get out there and rate them you know rate the rate the podcast subscribe to the podcast any support is much appreciated i'm trying to get this thing off the ground and get it really running get it really humming and start just getting episodes out there and stop worrying so much about having trying to have the most interesting topics or the most the most popping you know 
trending topics or whatever's trendy or whatever's going on. Um, obviously, sports wise, you know the the Bears continue their trolling uh, off season, trolling everybody with their QB one Andy Dalton. Uh, that's and this is my Bears minute. That's it. That's all I got. The Cubs continue to be the same team they've been for the past I don't know four years or so with uh, no offense and this experimental pitching staff so far has been up and down. Uh, the the soft tossing control guys. Uh, the the Cubs have been the same exact team since they won the World Series. They won the World Series. They're the best team in baseball. And it's like none of them actually progressed after that. Anthony Rizzo's been Mr. Consistent, but even he's starting to, you know, he's starting sturdy right in the face, and he's starting to decline, and Javi Baez figured it out one season, and then the major leagues adjusted to him, and he has no idea what he's doing at the plate, even for all the talent in the world, even for whatever home run he can, you know, he has tremendous power. But he has no idea what he's doing at the plate. And it's so frustrating to watch KB going through the same thing and just expecting different results from the same players year after year and still having this connection to that team that won the World Series. So you don't want to actually get rid of them. You don't want to move on from them. But, I mean, at some point, what do you do? You have to rebuild, right? And I think we're starting to get to that point where – the rebuild is going to happen and it's going to be Jed Hoyer's baby and the Ricketts and their, their, their budget strings are going to have to be pulled a little bit because I mean, that that's pretty much done. And the bulls have been very interesting with the trade for, uh, Nikola Vucevic, the Vooch, um, and a couple other pieces. They completely reshaped their roster for the most part. It's been interesting watching them grow. Uh, they're a young team. Zach, Zach Levine is the lead, the most underappreciated athlete in the Chicago history, I think, for what, everything that he's done while he's been on that horrible, while he's been on a horrible Bulls organization, and for him to have another All Star next to him, hopefully, it leads to some success. I'm sorry for the airplane sounds in the background, but I live near Midway Airport and I want my window open, so I'll try to edit that out. But I doubt it. Like I said, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the Rod Hanna Show. Thank you for your support. And anything, like I said, anything, guys. Any any words, any comments, any ratings, anything, send send to the email, the Rod Hanna Show at gmail.com. Send it. Uh, I'll respond. Give you a shout-out on, the, on the, the pod or whatever. And uh, just, just thank you all for your support and listening and, and continue to be healthy. Uh, continue to keep it light. Get vaccinated. Please, I know it's controversial, sort of. It shouldn't be. Get vaccinated. We can beat this thing, and we can open up and, and get back to the normal stuff and stop dealing with COVID so much. That's my own thing. So, all right. Bye, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day, man, and, and be well. <laughs>